It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. If this is your very first time tuning into us, a huge welcome. We are now in our 14th season, and we're listening to in over 30 countries around the world, and it is because of all of our tribe, our listeners, our community, our guests, everybody that's been so supportive of us that we've been able to continue doing this. So thank you all so much. And I hope you do enjoy our program because we're going to have a great one for you today. For all of you that are looking for an amazing book, I have an author that's going to be joining us today. Her name is Michelle Passon, and she's going to be sharing with us about that. So welcome to the program, Michelle. Thank you. It's good to be here. I am so happy that you've joined me today. I know that it is always a time commitment too to come on a podcast to share about what you're doing, but I really love what your book is about. So before we kind of dive into that, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners today? Yes. Well, I'm I um, I'm a grandmother and great grandmother. So this year I decided to, or two years ago I decided to write a book, and the reason I did, uh, I have worked with nonprofits all my life. And after I did that, when I retired, I started a group called the Cancer Thrivers Network for Jewish Women, which now in Detroit has 350 women uh, members. And when I did that, uh, I've always been kind of a cheerful person. Um, Well, I've grown into a cheerful person. And uh, people would ask me, why don't you write about it? You know, why don't you write about how you overcame problems? And I had I had cancer twice. I have a whole list of diseases, and uh, I'm still a still a cheerful, forward-thinking person. So I sat down and wrote the book, A Consequential Life, which has an interesting beginning, and really not not the same ending. Isn't that amazing? Um, I, Yes. So well, and I if you I like, love hearing about this. It's quite my, kind of like a memoir that you wrote, correct? Yes, it's a memoir, and um, it started out so it's kind of interesting. When I was a little girl, uh, my mother named me Michelle after her father, and she hated her father. So I said, "What does she see in the value of me? Where she named me after her father?" who she had no regard for, uh, and for a very good reason. <clears throat> I don't need to go into all of it, uh, but the book does tell the story. So I went on thinking that I wasn't something, and I heard a poem. If you can't be a highway, then just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that we win or we fail. Be the best of whatever you are. That was written by Frank Sinatra when I was eight years old, and I never forgot it. I said, I have to be the best at something. I have to be good at something. I tried very hard, but I was the, um, 
I did not look like everybody in my community. I lived in Superior, Wisconsin, and most of the people were um, were Norwegian or Swedish, or, I'm, and I'm a Jewish girl with dark hair, you know, and I didn't look at all like them. And I thought, how am I ever going to be good at anything? I don't look like anybody. So I started to watch people I, consciously to watch older people and friends who I liked the way they acted. Their personalities were warm and friendly because years later, that's how I became. And this chubby little girl turned into um, a successful person. And uh, so that was the part that made me, uh, that made me uh, well. I guess the word is, and uh, so that's the story of the book and how through diseases and coming through all kinds of uh, sorrows that I am a cheerful person and I and people see me as that. So. That is wonderful. Can I ask you, did you write this book so that you had, like we had mentioned a memoir in the beginning, for your children and your grandchildren and your great-granddaughter. Is this why you wrote the book, so that they would be able to read it and keep it with them? I, I Honestly, I should say yes, but I didn't. It was really for women who had had cancer and how I saw so many of them just want to act like they were going to die tomorrow. And mm-hmm. be, yeah, miserable and unhappy. And I had a cousin who, who passed away at 30 because she told me every day of her sickness she was going to die. And I I did it for them. I did it that you can get through a situation thinking, thinking positive. So that, I believe that's that. The yeah. That is and incredible. It'll, yeah, it would be nice if my kids to have read it actually well it's inspiring and you know that having a book like that and and that's what I've always been about is even if you've helped one person I think you've done your job it's that ripple effect being a part of all these nonprofits, you know my first my first reason was this was a good kind of uh, profession to make something happen and you know to to be skilled and not how it worked because my job I was a fundraiser basically I directed organizations but your job as as a director is fundraising you have to raise money so those organizations can do what they're supposed to do and um, mm-hmm. for a lot of people that was I don't want to do this because I don't want to ask people for money so I had to talk to people so they would get comfortable doing the hardest job. And I think that's part of where my, when I started to feel this is success. If I can get somebody to feel that they can help this organization on top of it, feel good about themselves and feel proud um, in, in a really honest way, then I'm doing something well. That's that's how I got into this thing in the first place. And um, when I got out, of course, uh, 
you know, I had to start something that, that never existed before. I, you know, so many people, so many people I've, I've dealt with have attitudes that just make them unhappy and ill. And I, I'm a great believer that your attitude, your perseverance, that smile you can put on your face and feel it and feel that you'll be all right is the way you are all right. It doesn't happen by being miserable. So true. So true. I love that. I love your attitude. I love everything about you. This is wonderful, Michelle. This is this is exactly the type of conversations that we need people to hear. Uh, I think that it, it's that mindset. It's that belief. It's the surrounding yourself with positive people is just a key to so many things in life, isn't it? There's no other way. I'm sure there's no other way. Mean people end up with no one. People run the other way. I'll tell you the story because I know she's not listening. (laughs) (laughs) A friend of mine who I've been trying for years to, to help her, she comes to visit every year, and she's here and for a week. And for a week, and not a kind word comes out of her mouth, nothing but her misery. And she does have them. She lost her husband. She lost her daughter. She's had, you know, she's alone. And no matter what you say, she can't be happy. And I, I try to tell her, then great, then you're going to be sick. <laughs> you know, You want to act this way, you're going to be sick. You have to make yourself well. In fact, I have uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and it's pretty severe. When she was here, I had a flare. I looked it up. Why did I have a flare? And I do like this person. I just think she needs to change her attitude. and I, I looked it up, and yes, when you're under stress, you can you will have a flare if you have rheumatoid arthritis and mm-hmm. other things because stress does bring that on. So I, you know, I try very hard for nobody else to have that kind of a life where they're stressed out about everything. But you know, I'm not that. perfect. I'll tell you, there. You know, about, <laughs> it, it's hard to say. But there, sometimes with politics, I lose it a little bit, and because uh, I'm, I'm, I get so aggravated, and uh, it's not good. I don't like the feeling I get, so I have to no. look at positive sometimes. Well, you know, and I think that's a great thing to bring up too, because the world has been very overwhelming the last few years for a lot of people and I think that it it brought on a lot of stresses and I think people's health really suffered because of that you know when you're bombarded with so much negativity around you all the time and never seeing a tunnel like a clear path out of it it becomes quite hard on individuals and I know that a lot of people have suffered you know I've even felt the, the effects of that too because it was just so much in a very short period of time, very quickly, I think everything kind of came on. And it's nice to know that you can 
just kind of unplug from something, realize that, you know what, we got to find the good in life. We have to find the positivity. We have to surround ourselves with good people, positive people that are going to lift us up. Having some humor. To me, it was the big smiling and finding laughter and things really made a big difference. Right. There's Norman Cousins, a long time ago, 1981, Norman Cousins, uh, he was an editor of the Saturday Review, did an article that's titled Anatomy of an Illness. And he was very sick and he was degenerating and he went to his doctor and his doctor told him to use a powerful drug, laughter. And it was the laughter that gave him no pain every time he would watch, you know, cartoons, whatever it was, and he would laugh for a while, he had no pain for two days. So it, it, it's that. so important yeah, to think positively and to try to find the goodness every day. Every day I wake up, well, first of all, I'm glad I'm alive. We all are, <laughs> I hope. Yep. And, but also, you know, what could I do today to make it even better, you know? Everything yeah. from calling a friend to something, shopping, I don't know. <laughs> I never shop, but. <laughs> well, it sounds anyway. extraordinary. Yes. So I, let's talk so, a little bit about more about your book and how our listeners can go get a copy of it and if they want to go and buy it. Like when I looked you up, Michelle, I'll be honest with you, I'm like, I saw all these different articles about you in the book and I was blown away. There's a lot of information out there about this amazing book. You know, a lot of people have been talking about it for quite a while here. So is there anything else in the book that you want to share with us, or would you just like to share where they can purchase it? Uh, well, where they can purchase it is Amazon or Barnes & Noble or almost any um, major bookseller around. Uh, again, it's called A, Con a Consequential Life, uh, and it, there's a very nice picture of me when I was four years old on the front of it <laughs> uh, and a very different child. Um, but it's, you know, I'd love to have people, not only would I love to have people buy it, um, but I would like to have people, if they need to, call me. I'm not a professional. I'm not a, a medical person. But I like to talk to people. And, if you know, if they want to share something, they can call or email me. And I think you have those numbers too. I do. I've got all the information. And for our listeners, I will be posting that on our social media because I think it's really important. You know, as Michelle was saying, she wants to connect with you. And I'm going to be putting that on there for you, Michelle. That's great. That's great. Be happy to help. Well, it has been extraordinary talking to you. I think that you're an amazing woman that has done a lot of extraordinary things over your lifetime. And we are so honored to have you on the Divas That Care today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. It has been my pleasure. I should ask you, do you have any last minute tips for us that you could share with our listeners to inspire them to coming weekend? Um, I used to have a girlfriend, and she passed away, but her tip was don't bet on the horses. <laughs> it was, you know, whatever makes you happy, do it, really. And that is my tip. My tip is see the sunshine every day. And if you can't, 
call me. Aw, thank you. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. You know, mine always was just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming, right? Right. Yep. Things happen, and it's how you get through them that counts. Yeah. Because everybody goes through a trauma and, and problems, whether it's family or health, doesn't matter. You still have to get through them. Yes, that is so true. Just yeah, how you get through them, I think it is. Oh, call me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Michelle, for everything, for being the guest on thank The Divas you. That Care. And I hope that you actually come back on again soon. I'd love to. Thank you. Anytime. Wonderful. And thank you to all of our listeners that have checked out this call today. As I was mentioning, I'm going to be posting all of Michelle's social media on our Facebook and on our social media pages because I think it's really important. And there's a lot of you that are in the Changemakers Cafe that are checking us out today. Make sure you go check out this book. I know there's a lot of people that you can share this with that will help them through their journey. So thank you again to Michelle. Thank you to all of our listeners, our new listeners and our past listeners. It's because of you that we've continued to do the Divas That Care. I hope that each and every one of you remembers to do something kind. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.